They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Trahune, and I got my head hanging out the window, and I'm about to ask you, boy, what day is it? And I need you to respond. Why, it's Krampus Day, Mr. Scrooge. Why, it's Krampus Day, Mr. Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you don't have to say it back, but Gavin Eddings is my host. Gavin, what's up, man? What's going on? Excited to... This is coming out the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And to get you in that Christmas spirit, we are watching one of several horror movies that are Christmas themed. There are so many Christmas themed horror movies that we could have chosen for this very special Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But we chose one that has an, a fun little connection to another show that we did or another movie we did this season. Uh, Trick or Treat that has the same director. We did the 2015 movie Krampus. Uh, yeah, directed by uh, Michael Daughtry as you said, came out in 2015 and we, we had different titles that we were going to put in this slot and we'll probably do those at a later date because uh, they're still good movies. Yeah. We, we talked about me doing black Christmas. Mm-hmm. We talked about, there's like three versions to choose from. Yeah. Uh, they just keep making black Christmas. They just are. They're like, we're going to get it right. One of these times it's like the, no, the seventies version, you yeah, got the, it. The first one's good enough, my, my man, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we don't need these other ones. Yeah, so uh, I was excited because I did forget that this was directed by the same guy that did Trick or Treat. And uh, uh, as I said on that episode, huge fan of that one. So and this has become a yearly watch for producer wife and I, uh, Krampus. So how did you first get into contact or come into a watch Krampus for the first time? Did you see it in theaters? I think I saw it in theaters and I've seen it two or three times at home. But I think the first one was in theaters. And that, that sounds about right, you know, being at uh, being 2015 and I probably would have seen it in theaters and uh, I I didn't like it as much as I do now, but uh, it's it's definitely grown on me. But I thought it was a good movie then. So I, I, I remember seeing it in theaters back in 2015 and I really did enjoy it. And upon rewatching it, I still like it enough. I think it's fun. I think mm-hmm. it's fine. I think it is very much. um of a family friendly kind of horror movie kind yeah. of it it's spooky and has a it doesn't really have any jump scares there's no real tension there's no it's real super in your face violence pg-13 yeah there's one f-bomb which that that stands for fuck but there was one f-bomb <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can get away with one in a pg-13 movie so they they use hers wisely yeah um, now for a lot of people may think that there's like some super hardcore r-rated cut they did release an unrated version uh, th- around this time last year uh, in um, Blu-ray 4K called Krampus, the Naughty Cut. Mm-hmm. I thought about tracking down that version for mm-hmm. this, but every review I saw said there's so little added to it yeah. that it's really pointless. Like there's maybe a few extra scenes of dialogue, but there's no like brutal all out murders or there's there's no more gore. So it's a good version. It's a good way to see the movie in 4K and like the highest quality mm-hmm. available. But if you're looking for like some sort of unrated director's cut, like a Saw movie, you're you're not going to get it with Krampus. Yeah, this uh, that seems like it would be like for the uh, Krampus super fan that just can't get enough. And I'm like, this is a yearly watch, but I'm also good. I don't need to go beyond the the rewatch, you know. Yeah, and I actually I actually don't own this. I actually found it streaming. Um, it's actually on Peacock right now. Mm-hmm. So if you have not seen it, um, I, I believe it should be on Peacock through probably at least the end of the month because so many people are watching these horror Christmas movies. And I think I like Krampus enough. It's not my favorite. Um, and it has nothing to do with the PG-13 rating. I just think it's a little uneven at times. I do think, though, one thing Krampus has going for it is that it has an, an incredible cast, mm-hmm. a very likable family members and the movie is very very funny like even though i've seen it probably four or five times at this point because i pretty much watch it yearly as well i still forget there's lines that 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 make me laugh every time i see them well you've and you've got some big comedy uh personalities you got david keckner you got um 
Adam Scott. Adam Scott. You've got then you've got the aunt who was uh, on uh, Two and a Half Men. I don't mm-hmm. know her name. Uh, and this is a podcast about the movie. I should know, but like, there's there's you know funny people in this movie. And Tony Collette, like she can be fun. She could be anything. She's like a a top actor for me uh, in in movies. Like she is for me. Just tr- I I watch pretty much anything she does. Yeah, eventually we will cover Hereditary, mm-hmm. uh, which is Tony Collette's tour de force. But yeah. she's just good in everything. She can be funny. She can be serious. She can be scared and mm-hmm. just traumatized and terrifying like she was in Hereditary. And I will say now, and if we when we cover Hereditary at some point, Tony Collette deserved an Oscar nomination for that movie. And because the Academy is so against horror movies and recognizing mm-hmm. horror as a valid genre, she was snubbed. And it's the same reason I believe that Mia Goth will get snubbed for her role in Pearl this year. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very frustrating to see horror not get recognized by the Academy like it should when you have actors like Tony Collette putting out these great mm-hmm. performances. Well, horror's trash. It's, it's no good. It's, it's like the funny books. See, uh, you think she should have gotten it for Hereditary. I think she should have gotten it for Krampus. <laughs> which is, I don't believe that at all. But uh, I think Krampus should have swept the Oscars in 20 <laughs> in 2016 for the, for the yes. Let's talk about Krampus, not even the movie, just the figure. Uh, Krampus is not just the anti Santa Claus in Eastern Europe uh, lore. Uh, however, he actually works alongside St. Nicholas with two, uh, the two typically traveling from house to house together. And Santa doesn't need to carry any coal if he has a horned beast by his side uh, to punish the uh, naughty children. And there's actually more than one Krampus because I wrote down I have a creature list from this movie, Gavin. Mm-hmm. And so one of the creatures I put was like baby Krampus. Because there's like there's big boss man Krampus, but then there's little other cramp cramp pie that are in this. Yeah. So there's more than one Krampus, Uh, though. Many people think of him as one pivotal figure in Christmas time lore. Krampus is just a qualifier for the type of horned demon that travels alongside St. Nicholas. So and but then also you ask, what is what is Krampus? Is some people say he's the mirror image of of Santa Claus or he's Santa Claus's shadow. And I don't, I don't know what necessarily what people call. I just call him like a demon Santa Claus <laughs> demon Santa. I, I feel like Krampus didn't really make it into pop culture until like 2010. And then yeah. suddenly like all these edgelord kids are like, Oh, you like Santa? Well, I hope Krampus visits yeah. you. And you're like, what kind of East European lore are you fucking reading? Where you're like, yeah. have you heard about this Krampus dude? And he's going to come. He's <laughs> going to take the bad kids, put them in the sack and then send them, I guess, to hell. Is that what he does? <laughs> is, that what is, is that his gig? And you know whose fault it is? The goddamn Germans. No, I, <laughs> I got no Vienna beef with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stop. It never stops. You it, can't it turn can't it off. Stop. I, please help. <laughs> um, Krampus doesn't uh, traditionally come on uh, Christmas uh, in, in, in the books such as Brahms Krampus or this movie we're talking about today. He shows up on Crip- Christmas, but he usually tends to, to come on December 5th. Um, so then they have the uh, Krampus parades and stuff like that. And that's the eve of St. Nicholas Day. So I don't you, you definitely weren't raised Catholic, Gavin. But I think what I from what I remember St. Nicholas Day is, I think, the night before or the so if it's say, like St. Nicholas Day on the 6th, that night you put your shoes outside your door and St. Nicholas will put some treats in, inside your shoes. So I actually know about St. Nicholas Day because that is my sister's birthday. Her birthday okay. is December 6th. And you put your shoes out on the 5th and then you wake up on St. Nicholas Day on December 6th and it's like, oh, he, he he came to visit me and I wasn't raised Catholic, but I did go to Catholic school mm-hmm. for a long time. So St. Nicholas was uh, a big deal for us. Yeah. So, yeah, you put your shoes out, you get some treats on December 6th, and then he takes a like 19 days off and comes back on the 25th. <laughs> Oh, sis, looks like Krampus left another shit in your shoes. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, What what really makes me sad, though, is so many of our podcast listeners, by the time this airs, may have already been abducted and sent to hell by Krampus. Yeah, don't lose your your holiday spirit. Yeah, you can't. Um, 
Also, did you have any more folklore about Mr. Uh, Krampus? No, didn't. You know, if you idiots want to learn more, you can Google it. Yeah. Should, should we call have a name for our fans? Should we call them idiots? <laughs> you damn fool. People like that. Leave, hey, by the way, leave a good review if you if you could. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I've just been uh, yeah. called. I've just been called calling them the Barbaras. Barbara. Uh, what's going on? That's what's good. Going, That's what's going on with the tar Barbaras? <laughs> uh, hey, Barbaras. Also, just us, as I know, do want to give a shout out to, to our friend Cameron, who actually did some fan art for the podcast, mm-hmm. which is he 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 made a nut and run graphic, which which that is so cool that Cameron did that for us. Um, yeah. So that's fun. So that's if posted you're... on your Instagram, I think Ca- uh, Cameron's and I need to repost it on mine as well. Yeah, I haven't posted on mine yet, but by the time this airs, I will have posted it. OK. Um, also, when you're searching for Krampus movies, you have to be careful because Woo! Krampus <laughs> Krampus is a public domain motherfucker. Yeah. And you can anybody can just make Krampus whatever on IMG right now. Uh, there's eight titles. So there's this Krampus from 2015 just called krampus there's also one called uh krampus the reckoning and that looks very uh, heavily cgi cover like even the cover looks cheap and maybe this is a good movie i don't know but it's like it has a 2.5 star rating on. See. <laughs> yeah yeah so not good i'm sure it's good <laughs> uh there's also one called krampus unleashed which uses a similar font to the official krampus movie mm-hmm. so they're hoping that the grandmother in Walmart, it's like, oh, this is the Krampus my children were talking about. <laughs> um, that also has a 2.5 rating. That's from 2016. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, was that a sequel? There was not. There was not. There's also Krampus the Christmas Devil from 2013, mm-hmm. which has a 1.6 rating. Oof. And that's <laughs> even before the actual, the Krampus we know and love, you know. Yeah. So this was like maybe a prequel to, to the greater Krampus universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Krampus the Devil Returns, which also has a 1.6. I think that may be a sequel to, to the Christmas Devil. They're like, you know what? We got to hit that 1.8. Let's get and, it. And that's from 2016. Yeah. And then finally, we've got one uh, called Mother Krampus, which has a 3.6. So significantly better mm-hmm. than the Christmas Devil. Uh, and I like that Mother Krampus is based on the myth of Freud Percha, a witch that comes on the 12 days of Christmas, taking children each night. Uh, I also have a separate list here. There's uh, uh, Krampus, uh, two Krampus, two Furious. <laughs> there's Krampus harder <laughs> Krampus in the hood there's Krampus the squ- the squeakwell tale of two titties <laughs> a tale of two titties Krampus is only loosely affiliated with that one I'll check that out <laughs> like, it is weird because that Krampus is one of those where it's uh, that public domain type deal you get a lot of them with Disney stuff where it's like there here's the big title coming out here's snow white but then you get it's like those red box titles where it's like they rush it through production and then you get uh all kinds of other uh snow white movies or whatever you know i watched when they're night at night called uh this white bitch uh (laughs) (laughs) it was really good i don't know why (laughs) the seven dwarves were all very very vulgar but it was good i enjoyed i enjoyed i enjoyed this white bitch so i do love those where it's like it'll be like uh what what was that parrot disney movie or whatever was it rio yes but then there was like another bird movie that came out right around the same time where it's like which uh animated bird movie do you want to watch <laughs> yeah it's, it's always i think was rio did rio come out around the time angry birds came out maybe because i knew there was like a real angry birds tie-in but yeah they you get like all these different animated pets movies like you have the secret life of pets then you have like the super pets movie and it's like can nobody else make anything so you really have to be careful with all these public domain things like krampus and stuff like that there's also um we, we kind of touched on earlier there there's this weird fascination lately with taking beloved children's characters mm-hmm. and turning them into horror movies like as of this recording a trailer just came out for a Grinch parody coming out this month mm-hmm. that, that should be out by now called The Mean One, which is like a Grinch horror movie that has David Howard Thornton from Terrifier in it. And then also next year, we've got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, yeah, uh, which is based on the uh, public domain book of the same name, not the actual Disney characters, but the original book. Mm-hmm. And why do they want to keep doing this to our childhoods? Well, like, like, what is the purpose? I enjoy them, 
but 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 why? Well, uh, Gavin, and the one you didn't even mention, there's supposed to be a, a uh, gritty, dark slasher version of Bambi. I okay, so some people I did a reaction trailer for the mean one, and people talked about a Bambi, and I was mm-hmm. lazy and did not look it up, but that's a real thing that's happening. Yeah, that's happening as well. And it's like, I think most people will watch the the Winnie the Pooh one or whatever because it's going to be half shitty. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> nobody thinks that this is going to be good. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be half shitty. I think it might be a, a, All the a way. glass, a glass half full shitty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> nobody watches Thanksgiving thinking that's a terrific movie. You know, <laughs> there's somebody out there that that's a, that's their favorite movie. And that's upsetting. It's it's like a it might be a favorite when you're all uh, uh, drunk at a party. But yeah. if, there's a problem if you're watching things killing alone and that's your yearly watch. <laughs> we were worried about you and get help. <laughs> but we did watch an official Krampus offering. And it's very like you said, it has an amazing cast. The story centers around a, fa- uh, a family uh, spending the holidays together. You've got uh, Tom and Sarah played by Adam Scott and uh, Tony Collette who have their kids. And then uh, Tony Collette's sister comes into town and she's married to David. Is, is it Ketchner? Keckner. Keckner. Mm-hmm. And you have these two very, very different families. You basically have a liberal family and then a very deeply conservative family spending the holidays together, which is a very relatable scenario. Yeah, it's what we all hope to <laughs> <laughs> to have during the holidays is uh, differing opinions and people want to talk about them. It's very David Keckner's character is very like cousin Eddie that talks about guns more. Like I don't remember cousin Eddie from Christmas vacation talking about guns, but you also kind of know he talks about guns. You like, know? you know, he had some on the RV when he rolls up to the Griswold, like he may have sold the worm farm, but there's guns in that there RV. <laughs> Yeah, and they're not in the shitter because it's full. <laughs> so how do you feel like the family dynamic plays out uh, in Krampus? It's, you know, it's the it's the uh, clash that you need. It's the, the you know, Tony Collette's character of everything's got to be perfect. She's so stressed over the holidays. And we get even at the beginning of the movie, we get like the, uh, uh, you know, the big people getting trampled at the store and you see what what Christmas has become is as um, commercial and not about family and people are willing to like trample people to get a Furby or whatever, you know, whatever's hot yes. that year. And it's it's very much. Uh, and, and, but Tony Collette's really trying to keep the family together to get that picture that they hang on the wall every year. And, mm-hmm. and then even that gets messed up because for some reason, Santa. Uh, has got eyeballs for a teenage girl, you know. I forgot that that was a part in there, but <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because Tony Collette's reaction, I'm just like, uh, like, because yeah. that is just a very perv Santa just checking her out. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, there's so many photos out there that are that are like that. Yeah. But just- and the guy knows that there's a camera taking a picture. And he's like, maybe they'll take it when I'm not staring at her ass. At maybe her turd cutter. <laughs> God damn it. But you know, that guy says turd cutter. <laughs> he 100% he says turd cutter and says, why don't you back them dumps up? <laughs> <laughs> but and then, then we get like the, the, the dynamic because uh, her sister is, uh, I don't remember her name, but it's the lady from Fargo. Uh, they're like, they totally clash. And then Adam Scott and David Keckner, one's like uh, like Eagle Scout prepared, like survival stuff. But then the yeah. other guy's like gun survival. And that's where they clash. You know, it's it's personality clashes. And then the kids are you uh, maybe not what the, the teenage daughter clashes so much with everybody else. She's kind of in her own world. But then you get the twins. Clearly, like the dad wanted them to be boys. And that's I, what the letter, the Christmas letter is like. I don't know what he says, but you know, yeah. please stop, stop, Uncle, whatever, from wanting his daughters to be boys. You know, <laughs> it's like screw you, Max. They they don't want us to be boys. And it's like clearly yeah. they have you wrestling 
in like actual like three point stances over here wrestling trying. And yeah. I, I like that he has made his daughters so butch that they're pretty much unrecognizable as girls. And they're still like, he doesn't want us to be boys. Yeah, you're wearing Carhartt and Timberlands. Like, <laughs> and that's fine if you want to wear that, but let's not pretend what's going on here, you know. And then you got their little brother who is the uh the kid from uh uh, uh Bad Santa and uh Trick or Treat. Is he really? No. But- <laughs> <laughs> God, you've got to stop doing that because I'm like, no, that the ages don't match up. The <laughs> ages don't, but they definitely he looks like the kid from Trick or Treat, who is the kid from Bad Santa. Yeah, he does. It's like we got to find a slightly husky mm-hmm. boy with curly blonde hair. Yep. And you could tell me that that kid is the kid from Bad Santa. And I'd be like, yeah, OK, that yeah. Th- this tracks this. I did the color. math in my head and he's smaller and Krampus than he is in <laughs> Trick or Treat, which came out before, you know, Oh, he actually that actor. It's actually very sad. He has the Benjamin buttons uh, <laughs> <laughs> where he's aging backwards. It's very sad. There is no cure. We also have Omi which is the German grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Adam Scott's mother. And does Max know just fluent German? I think everybody does. But and then she she also had, knows English towards the end of it. And the, the aunt's like English. I knew it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I always like when movies do that, especially uh, like a character speaking a foreign language and they're like, uh-huh. And then they just talk back to them in English mm-hmm. as if like, if you're bilingual, that, that makes sense. It sounds like it might be a little complicated at times, but it, I love when they're like speaking full German and he's like, Oh yeah, totally. Omi. That makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like, does this boy know full, his, he's got that Duolingo streak. Yeah. Good for you. I like, again, I wish I would have learned an, a, a language when I was a kid. Cause that they say it's, the easiest to learn but then what is skill to have you know yeah i love when they do that in like star wars where you've got somebody when you've got, got Chew- when you've it's got Chewie. Chewie, <laughs> just like making noise and they're like don't tell me the odds it's like you yeah. got that from that yeah what I- everybody can understand the wookie and the droid that beeps that's it that's right r2 beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> like <laughs> Um, and she she's kind of the the one still, you know, she's uh, got um, a Christmas carol on in the background. She's making cookies. And then Adam Scott turns the channel to the news and makes some kind of comment about they got store bought cookies. So you can see from the beginning of the movie that a lot of that Christmas spirit is already going away and she's still there and Max is still there. But it it's it, it dissipates, you know. Yeah, and Max has the Christmas spirit. He writes the Christmas letter, of course, but then everybody... This is another movie where everybody allows a child to be bullied, similar to Home Alone, mm-hmm. where it's like, parents, step in. Your child is being bullied. Look They're what reading, you did, you little jerk. <laughs> They're reading out his very intimate, very intimate letter to yeah. Santa, and they're just like, well, let's see where this goes. Let's just see. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get. OK. OK. Let's see. Just what a little it. more. And then but then it backfires on the bullies. Like, yeah, because they're just being because it's like a very sincere note. Mm-hmm. But then he gets bullied. He gets mad and tears up the letter. And that's when the Krampus comes. That's right. And it's I will we'll get to it. The, the part that I have a beef with in this movie, and you probably have the sim- a similar beef, but he throws the letter out and that's when like the whole block shuts down. Like Krampus has been watching and he's not happy that he threw out this, this Christmas letter. And he's like, all right, everything shut down. We got to mm-hmm. shut it all down. He's fucking Gordon Ramsay. Shut it down. <laughs> he's shutting down the kitchen. <laughs> So that's when the snow comes overnight. Everything gets basically goes out power, everything. And they're kind of like hanging out all crammed together in this house. And Omi immediately knows like who summoned Krampus. Mm -hmm. We got to keep the fire going. We got to, we got to keep the fire hot. Everybody's kind of panicking. The daughter wants to go, go see her boyfriend because of course she does. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Omi, I got to give her credit. Like everybody's panicking. And she found like a, a steel tea kettle and it's like hot chocolate and, <laughs> and just hot chocolates. Everybody It's like, OK, we can we can survive this. Yeah, well, we'll ride the storm out. 
uh, as I think Ario Speedwagon once said. <laughs> I think that was them. Um, and like, who who's your favorite character that stands out to you? Um, I think for me, I mean, David Koechner is the is a standout. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a scene because they decide they want to go out and investigate, and Tom Adam Scott's character, he's the Eagle Scout, but David Koechner's Howard is like very gun prepared and he hands he one of my favorite lines in the movie is he hands uh, a 357 magnum gun to to adam scott's character and adam scott goes this is kind of heavy he goes yeah it's linda's yeah and i was like that's such a funny line and it's it, it's a very good representation of who they are as people and then he also has named his shotgun as homer his hummer not as Homer, uh, his <laughs> Hummer, Lucinda. So yeah. it's like he drives a Hummer first off, but then also, do you have a name for your car, Gavin? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I had the Britmobile, but every car I own <laughs> is the Britmobile. Like, <laughs> it's like the Britmobile the seventh. Yeah, but I, I don't name my car and I definitely don't refer to my car as a her. I'm also like, not a big I'm also not a big car guy either. Like I drive uh, my my car is a 2010 Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. It's paid off. It runs fine. Why do I need a new one? That's right. I, I, I own this car. I can live in this car if I need to. That's that's we have the same mindset of shit goes so bad. I got a place to stay. <laughs> I think that says a lot about us that we're constantly like things. Things are going well for both of us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, me with like, like my regular date, day job, you've got your comedy, your mm-hmm. little skits. And we've got this podcast, but it's like, if shit goes south, I can live in my car. I can yeah. sell all my Funko Pops and I can be okay for a little bit. Yeah, don't get too happy because something will something bad will happen, Gavin. I find that's the best way to live is just waiting for the other shoe dread, to drop constantly. Just perpetual dread. <laughs> Things are good now, but they won't always be. Yeah, well, Krampus is coming. Krampus is coming to town. Um, so then we start to get all the, the hijinks of the, the, the daughter goes to see the, the boyfriend and we get really cool shot. I, again, I, like we talked last week with the thing, I love a movie set in winter in the snow. I just think it makes for great visuals. And when she's, uh, she, we finally see the silhouette of, of Krampus on the roof and you get the scale of how big this dude is compared to a two story house. Yeah, he's a big dude, and like I love the I love the aesthetic of snow as well. I love when it actually snows in real life, and at nighttime it kind of makes everything a little bit more illuminated. Oh yeah, I, you, you I, could I go outside that. and it's kind of you could see everything. You know, it's kind of bright. I love that more than anything, and to have that kind of dense fog with the white, just the blinding blizzard conditions, it makes Krampus a lot scarier on the roof because you can't. You you see the scale and the size of how big he is, but you kind of can't because of just how bad the conditions are. Mm-hmm. And and then she gets uh, she gets got pretty quick. Yeah, I I always forget that she's captured or taken so quickly into the movie. I thought she played a much bigger role, but she's like Santa checked out my butt. It's time to go. <laughs> Let me go have uh, my boyfriend check out my butt for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, and then the storm gets worse and they got to go out and look for. Her. And I, I love when they, what do they get to the boyfriend's house and they find it's kind of wrecked and the chimney's been shattered from the top down. And you're like, oh, this guy is huge. Krampus got that dummy thick ass. <laughs> look at that dumper on him. God, look at that turd cutter on Krampus. <laughs> uh, a dirt button. <laughs> As Omi would call it. <laughs> dirt button? <laughs> yeah, dirt button. It's German. It sounds like it's English, but it's definitely uh, dirt, German. Dirt button. <laughs> dirt, das dirt button. <laughs> Let's offend everybody who listens in Germany. That's like, right. that is not our language. <laughs> we do not um, have das, das dirt button. And then we then like we start to get, uh, you know, more snowmen being built in the yard. And of course, nobody built those. That's 
How how would you feel if you woke up and there's a snowman in your yard with no tracks? <laughs> not fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you look out and you're like, well, that's not anybody <laughs> that I oh, know. So. And then if you see one snowman and then more show up, you're like, these snowmen are fucking. Like, what is it? What yeah. are they? They're giving birth to other snow people in these. I gotta. Oh, yeah, that's that. I don't feel good if I see a snowman show up unannounced in my home. Yeah, you gotta text me or something. Come over. You know. <laughs> You can't just be dropping in snowman. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> as Frosty the Snowman once said. Um, and we, I don't know where you want to jump from. Do you want to talk about the creatures? Because it it kind of ramps up pretty quickly. Oh, we should, I guess we talk before that, we should talk about the Omi scene where she's like she reveals, oh, this is Krampus, and here's what happened when I was a kid. I love the storybook style of mm-hmm. telling that Omi basically got her parents murdered by Krampus. And that, then but just, that wasn't her. Everybody else lost this Christmas spirit. She was the last one holding on. And then, but didn't she wish for her parents to get taken or to go away? Yeah. But that, but that she was also the last one that <laughs> was holding on. Like if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have lasted that long. Why are you being a real Krampus apologist right now? Why are you, why are you sticking up for Omi? I'm just saying he's coming soon. At the time of this recording, and I don't want to make it mad. You're like, listen, Krampus was justified in whatever. After reviewing the body cam footage, <laughs> Krampus was completely justified in yeah. taking Omi's parents. I'm really surprised that the body cam footage even lasted. <laughs> Usually, yeah. you just see a clawed go-goat hands turn it off. <laughs> just to, yeah, big finger. And I do want to say, Krampus, I know you're listening. That I I left a bowl of worms out there for you, big dog. And some milk. <laughs> Uh, the Krampus has the same diet as the Babadook, just a bowl of worms. I hear they're dating, actually. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> um, but th- we get that that scene of she she goes back and here's what happened when I was a kid and I was uh, reading uh, st- stuff from uh, Michael Daughtry. You'll remember, Gavin, he did the uh, it was a, a short before he actually made Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. And that was called, I think, Season's Greetings. And I was like, oh, this makes total sense that it was animated. It reminded me very much of um, like the the shadow puppet scenes from Candyman uh, 2021 or whatever year it came out. The, the yeah. recent Candyman where it's kind of shadow puppets, but also stop motion. And and Michael Daughtry told the animation company, he said, make it look like the Rankin Bass, the old claymation style uh, Christmas shorts, make it look gritty. He even, he didn't say make it look shittier though. That's not his words, but he was like, make it look flawed. Um, and that's how we get the, the stop motion type stuff. Cause it's really co- a cool scene. And I do enjoy when like a live action movie will cut to like an animated, uh, segment. I like that. I liked it as well. I also, I really liked the way it was done. Cause they could have easily done just like, maybe I guess I could have done it with actors, but going to the animated style, really keeps that Christmas feel. Mm-hmm. I also like the way that after Krampus takes Omi's family mm-hmm. again to, I believe what is Christian hell uh, <laughs> she, uh, Krampus. She's like, I, I waited for Krampus to come for me. And then Krampus stands at the door and then winks at her. And then just like, is like deuces. Like that's pretty baller of Krampus to like wink and be like, what up girl. And then yeah. just, and then just dip. Uh, and so she then she she pulls out the bell that she got from Krampus. Here's the thing to remember me by. Remember that this is real. And that that's after uh, the, the bad Santa kid gets taken up the uh, the chimney, I think. Right. Yes. E- either way, the fire's gone out. And then she recounts the story. And I lay I love David Kickner just talking shit about this guy's mom in his house. <laughs> like I <laughs> Whether she's crazy or not, I I would have not uh, stood for that in my own house. Yeah, because um, he calls it like horse shit. It's yeah. like, why is she making up her family getting taken by a monster? Yeah. yeah, something just pulled your kid up through the chimney. Like, yeah, th- there's some horse shit going on. <laughs> like, yes. Um. So how do you feel about because this is a very creature based movie mm-hmm. because you have the Krampus as the main villain. But he has so many cool henchmen. Yeah. And I always forget how many cool, fun designs there are. You've got the evil gingerbread men. With the I nail think, gun. With the nail gun. 
uh, which I want to give a shout out to my, uh, I, I have another friend actually named Cameron, who one of his, I, I know too many Camerons who enjoy this podcast. Um, <laughs> my friend Cameron, he is um, a carpenter. And mm-hmm. one of his biggest pet peeves in movies is when people use nail guns incorrectly as weapons. Yeah. Uh, I've watched movies with him when nail guns are used. And he's like, damn it. It's not. That's not how it works. You don't fire them like an Uzi. Yeah, I don't I don't think it shoots. I think because I've used that style of nail gun. And I think you actually have to like press it against the wall to even get it to engage. It just doesn't shoot. Yeah, you can't just a, shoot it. You it's know? not a pistol. It's but, not <laughs> but let's uh critique these gingerbread men using a nail gun incorrectly. <laughs> I just wanted to give a shout out because he every time I watch a movie, he's like, that's not how a nail gun works. Yeah. Stop it. You have to have an air tank or something. You can't <laughs> just do it this way. Um, we've got the the gingerbread men. We've got the, uh, the mini Krampuses that I talked about kind of, you know, if that's if this were Pokemon, it's the middle evolution on the way to big Krampus. Ah, the cramps. Uh, we've got the uh, demonic Jack in the box, the kind of a snake like guy the uh what tony collette called the bitch angel uh we've got the evil teddy bear and we've got the uh what i can only assume is an evil like you know when you get the little bitch transformers that it turned into like a little radio <laughs> or a walkman that's the kind of transformer that he Why had to fight talking in shit about Soundwave right now because he's a little bitch Soundwave's whole thing was he was a boom box and had cassette tapes that turned into different things Sounds like bitch behavior to me. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I am not a bitch. <laughs> you're going to get a knock, knock on your door. It's going to be crampy. He's like, I couldn't stop him, man. And then you're going to get the shit kicked out of you by sound wave. I heard you were talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are the creatures. And there's so many like this really felt like almost like a Jim Henson type movie. Like, an- <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of it's practical. Like I think they 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 built a lot of it. I believe. Yeah, I think so. I, the the gingerbread men who use a nail gun incorrectly, they're all CGI. Mm-hmm. But then you, but the Jack in the Box is like a real thing. That I think the Jack in the Box is my personal favorite. Yeah, because of how many teeth it has and just mm-hmm. how gross and it eats children. Yeah, which I'm always which I'm always impressed by. Whenever something eats a child in a movie, I'm like, okay, th- this movie's not messing around. Yeah, this is this uh, Stephen King have probably had written this, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we get all we get all the monsters, and uh, but also my big beef with this movie that I mentioned a little earlier is Omi, uh, knows all this. This happened to her before, and she doesn't say a word about it to anyone until no. she's like, "All right, listen, Omi has all this trauma." And it's weird that, like, at some point during his life, Tom would have asked Omi, like, hey, where's grandma and grandpa? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. She, and she's like, and she's like, I don't know what she said. Like, they went for milk and never came back, which mm-hmm. I guess is a better answer than, like, a, 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 an Eastern European Christmas monster came and took them and it winked at me. Yeah. But it, I feel like you, you got you got to bring it up at some point in your life that that a Krampus took your family. Yeah, and it's like the, the thing I maybe I could kind of look the other way is would anybody believe her if she said that? Because David Keckner, his kid just got taken and he doesn't believe her. But who's going to believe a crazy demonic goat Christmas Santa demon <laughs> took my family? And that's fair. And that is a fair when, when you put it like that. It does sound a bit out there. Mm-hmm. But that's also. You you know what brings him is losing Christmas spirit. How about you, uh, you know, say, hey, let's go look at the Christmas lights or <laughs> let's do a gift exchange. How how are you just not saying anything and Let, and nothing in English too? By the way, no. <laughs> Let Max watch Charlie Brown. By the way, also yeah. that's a fun connection from Trick or Treat because uh, Principal Wilkinson wants to watch Charlie Brown. Oh, I didn't Halloween. even think of it. And then I just thought about it right now. I'm sure it's on IMDb somewhere, but Max also wants to watch Charlie Brown. So in the Michael Doherty verse of horror movies, Charlie Brown is the absolute shit. Like people go, yeah, people get mad crazy over 
that C Brown, which means we need to get uh, a a uh, Michael Daughtry Thanksgiving movie because there's yeah. one more to complete in the trilogy. <laughs> in the trilogy of the, have you ever seen the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special? Oh yeah, I did a whole episode on it on the uh, field trip with Brent Terhune. What did you guys? What, what what conclusion did you come to? Not, not a not, lot happens. And yeah. they make toast and popcorn. <laughs> That's kind of what it's. It's not a very good one. They no, talk, but they, I own it. I own all three on Blu-ray. That's how much I like all those. God damn! On the Blu-ray, you can That's really right. see that Charles Schultz blood, sweat, and tears. And then it came out on 4K. And and the surest way for them to release something uh, on streaming or a better format is for me to buy it in a shittier format. <laughs> and then they put it on streaming for free or better in 4k or whatever. You I know. just bought star Wars on Laserdisc, and they just put it out on VHS and I'm Man, fucking those, pissed. I George Lucas was watching. <laughs> he knew. Um, but and then slowly we get all of the family picked off one by one. This movie um, kind of hits third gear very fast. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like the scene because they all kind of try to escape and Max and one of the, the twin girls, like you expect Max to drive a stick shift snowplow. Like, no, I can't drive a snowplow. You got to call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. I'm actually a plow king user, <laughs> but that's just me. Oh, that's where a house divided. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're trying to get out to the snowplow to maybe get out of town um, or get to the mall, which is a, a sanctuary, I guess. And uh, everybody gets picked off. And that's where like that PG-13 rating comes in, where it's like people just get dragged out of windows or swallowed by a jack in the box or whatever. But it's not no nobody's getting their head ripped off or anything, you know? Yeah, it's not not like the classic Krampus the Christmas Devil, which I assume has all the gore with its 1.6 rating. But yeah, it's very most like the three main characters towards the end there just get sucked into the ground. Yeah, it's, and it's I love you. And then they get sucked down whoop, in the snow. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's it's very bloodless. I mean, there there is some blood and stuff when when, when they fight the toys, which is fun. Like, like they shotgun a teddy bear and they kill mm -hmm. the gingerbread cookies and the jack in the box. But then you have the scene towards the end where you actually see like Krampus land. Oh, and yeah. it looks like the dopest music festival <laughs> you've ever been to. It's just Did, was this part directed by Rob Zombie? <laughs> yeah, there there's that scene where a Sherry Moon is the Krampus. Hey, you're poopy like, head. <laughs> where'd you lose your Christmas spirit? <laughs> <laughs> run, rabbit, run. <laughs> uh krampus land looks dope though it's yeah. just nothing but elves and just crazy jack-in-the-boxes everywhere it looks like a, it looks like what bonnaroo should be i think <laughs> do you it's it was a literal fire fest uh <laughs> I, it looks like when you see like old paintings of hell uh <laughs> with, like more they needs it needs more jack-in-the-boxes and less sex because you'll just see like two demons humping, you know? <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't seem so bad. I mean, no, you, I, you walk in, that sounds pretty dope. I'm like, it's oh, a dry well. heat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you get a, I mean, you can't even feel it. It's like an, it's like an Arizona golf course at 7am. Yeah. It's very it's, dry. Um, and then uh, Omi, she decides to stay behind and, and stand against Krampus, um, uh, which, which was a bad move for her because she got cramped real bad. Oh, yeah. Um, and then but, you know, was she uh, nobody else made it. Nobody that was young and physically fit made it. So I don't know that she had much of a choice to begin with. You know, I do want to make a, a point to <clears throat> mention at least the party favor that Krampus gives out. You mentioned earlier that he gives like the Krampus bell. Mm -hmm. That's gotta be very expensive to keep producing. You cannot be giving out cast iron ornaments <laughs> to everybody who loses the Christmas spirit, because that's gonna, the overhead on that is it's just unsustainable. It's and to just the, to pay for engraving. My God. <laughs> it all says Krampus and then a German thing. Like it's, it's too much. 
you can't something do it. Von Krampus. I don't remember what it was. So I imagine <laughs> it's Baron Von Krampus. <laughs> oh, he owns lands too. Damn Krampus. <laughs> Uh, and we, uh, you know, it's, it's come down to <clears throat> Max and the one cousin and she gets, uh, she gets got, and then, uh, he, he's telling Krampus, I take my wish back. And he says, well, first he says, Hey, asshole, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good attention getter like yeah. that. You got to grab the Krampus attention. He's a busy man, but Hey, asshole gets his <laughs> attention. Um, he says, I take my wish back. And then he gets, uh, Max gets thrown into uh what i assume is hell but then we cut to max in bed on christmas morning and you think did the krampus's heart grow three sizes this year plus two plus two and they have a wonderful christmas morning and they're just having a good time and you're like this is a really happy ending but then things go a little rough because there's another i like that moment where they open um the very expensive engraved Krampus ornament mm-hmm. bell. Um, and they and they just kind of sit there and there's that weird, awkward uncomfortableness that Tony Collette and Adam Scott have where they just kind of sit there and realize. And I assume they're remembering everything that happened at that point. Yeah, that's what I figured was happening. And then. Um, yeah, we get and that that whole sequence. I've noticed before, but I made a note this time. It's like it's they put a dream filter on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very dreamlike. Everybody's very happy and upbeat, and they're like, "Hey, champ, glad glad you're here, whatever." And then everybody remembers. They see the bell, and they remembered what happened. And then we zoom out, and we're we're in a, a snow globe held by Krampus. Yeah, and you realize it was in a gifted child's mind the whole time. <laughs> the old St. Elsewhere ending. Everybody thinks that's from Twin Peaks. It's not. Um, the old snow globe ending. I thought it was I, from Krampus. <laughs> the old Krampus ending. Uh, but how did you, but did you like that twist of it, the them twist. being trapped? Then them being tra- are, are are they trapped in Christmas land now? Well, that's that's the thing where this is similar to the thing because the the ending is ambiguous. You can kind of take it a couple ways because uh, it's revealed that this is a snow globe in the workshop of Krampus. All the demonic toys are around, and then you see how many other people that he's either watching or he's got. He's trapped them in a snow globe. Um. I I choose I do like the twist and I choose to believe that all that was like a warning. Here's what could happen, but then he has him in the snow globe saying, uh, "I'm watching you," and it, that's a parallel to he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake type stuff. But Krampus is just watching you. I'm watching, uh, and it's I, that's what I choose. Well, how do you feel about the the ending? I like it. I like that it didn't go the really happy ending because I don't think it would have made sense for the world they had built mm-hmm. that Krampus is like, oh, this the, this one kid cried. No one's ever cried before. Mm-hmm. And then the Krampus forgives everything. It gives that happy ending that they are all together. But it also says like they're they're trapped there forever. Mm-hmm. And I assume that when Max gets thrown into the whole He's meeting everybody else, and that's how they get put into the snow globe. But then if that's if that's hell, that's not much of a hell because they're just living a good Christmas morning. Well, we see the first part of the Christmas morning. You don't see the part when, like, there's no batteries for the toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they overcook the turkey. He gets uh, a toy slot machine, and all he does is win, which in <laughs> a way is in its, uh, its own hell. <laughs> in a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's ask the director, uh, Michael Daughtry. Thanks for being on the show. No, we don't have him. Uh, I just <laughs> have a quote from him. He said, uh, "They say he refuses to give up what type of ending he and his co-writers, uh, Todd Casey and Zach Shields, intended." However, he was quoted in an interview with Bloody Disgusting, saying that he wanted the movie to be sort of quote pro Christmas. Uh, movie that one of his uh, main and his main inspiration for Krampus was uh, Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol, which undoubtedly supports the argument that Krampus's ending is a happy one. 
however, the snow globe and the movie's ending certainly leaves room for interpretation. So I I think the bad shit did happen, but it was to teach them a lesson. And then they were like, what day is it, Mr. Scrooge? He's like, it's Krampus Day. That's what I think happened. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair assessment. I think they learned their lesson, but I do think they're trapped there. I think they may get to live out their lives. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's more to the world than just the snow, the, the snow globe and them being trapped in Christmas. But I do think that they are trapped in Krampus land, whatever that means for them. I, I and I I think maybe what you're saying is trapped. I think they they're on like they're on permanent uh, watch. Now they're on a list and he's checking it twice. <laughs> it's like it's like how. You you said uh, bomb at the airport, and now you're on a list being watched. I think that's like don't mess up again. We're watching type thing. And then Krampus is like, I got us. I send these people three bells already. Like I can't, I, I can't keep doing this. I'm uh, financially guys, ruined. We, I'm, I just, we gotta let you go uh, to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we we just have, we just have to. So overall, I, I I think this is a very fun Christmas movie. I think as far as Christmas horror movies go. I think this is one of the most accessible. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the um, probably one of the least dark. And I think it's the most fun you can have with a Christmas horror movie. You can't invite like your family over to have like a fun movie night and then be like, all right, we're going to put in black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. This movie is just fun uh, and it's it facilitates a lot of great creatures. There's a lot of good jokes in it. You only get one fuck bomb. Um, so you no could titties. show it to your family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's fun and it's it's good to see like familiar faces with the actors that you know get together and just uh, you know, because I don't know how many Christmas movies come out every year, Gavin. But there's way too many, way too many Christmas movies. There are, and and now it's become almost. I mean, it has become a genre of its own is Christmas movies. And you know that every streaming service is going to put out a Christmas movie. There's like an entire like I read somewhere that there is a formula to Hallmark Christmas movies that they have to follow when they when they write one Mm -hmm. where it's like small town girl and like a big town guy on Christmas. And I don't believe anymore. I don't believe what? How can you not, not believe? I think I'm getting divorced this Christmas, but I'll meet a new elf who works at the mall or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like that you can have alternatives to these warm, fuzzy, gushy Christmas movies like like the Christmas Prince or any of the shit that Netflix has every year. And I like that you can have a fun family oriented Christmas horror movie that, like I said, is is accessible to people. It's mm-hmm. PG 13 so you can show like the kids if you want to, like mm-hmm. maybe the 10, 11, 12 year olds and get them a good a good spookums. Yeah. Uh, without like terrifying them forever. It, it, even Tony Collette said in one interview I, I read, it's like this. She was like, this is a good entry level horror movie. Yeah, because I, nothing really scares you. But again, we're desensitized and watched so many movies. Hmm. But it's also this is not going to like terrify your kid forever. I think, you know, <laughs> like. I've got a good friend who can't watch any horror movies. I could probably get her to watch Krampus. Yeah, I yeah. think she. I think she'd be okay. Uh, what do you have an oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment for me is probably the scene where the Jack in the Box is eating a child actively. Okay, because <laughs> it's like oh shit, that's eating a child actively. Yeah. Uh, mine is the first time you really like see Krampus up close because that th- that is the scariest part to me. Is you see that it's like a he's clearly a creature, but it's a man face, you know, like the mask that like I've seen a Krampus mask at like a Halloween store. And it's looks pretty accurate because the mask in that movie looks very much like a Halloween mask. Yeah. But it, but also you don't think it's a Halloween mask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there's a place here in Evansville, Indiana. There's this cool little uh, place called the knickknackery. And they said they had to like big business on Halloween. They sell a lot of Halloween mm-hmm. costumes. Uh, they do uh, starting last year. They did pictures with Krampus. Okay. Where instead of going to get your picture with Santa, 
they had somebody like a Krampus costume and it's like the same mask from this movie. So mm-hmm. it, it is very Halloween mask esque. Yeah. And uh, I looked it up because we're recording this before uh, December 5th, but uh, in Bloomington, Indiana, they had a Krampus parade every year. And this is, they, they're stopped. They're going to stop doing it this year. Cause I did want to go, but it's like Krampus is, is creeping more into uh, pop culture, especially if you don't really subscribe to, you know, Jesus born on Christmas type thing. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, cause like, I think you can, you know, Christmas, one of those holidays, you don't really have to be Christian to celebrate it. And it's, it's fun to partake in festivities every year. You know? I disagree. I've heard that he is the reason for the season. Um, uh, and Christ I will, miss, <laughs> and I will not be happy until there's a full born, beautiful baby Jesus on my Starbucks cup. <laughs> Um, uh, what, what, what do you make of the best kill? Uh, best kill is probably a Jack in the box eating a child actively. That's what I figured it's, you were going to say. And that's I mean, also my best. Cause it's snake like, and it's like the what only I one that's, it's the only one that's like not an active capture. Yeah. Um, I guess the other kill would just be when, uh, the grandma from two and a half men are the, uh, mom from two and a half men uh, shotguns a teddy bear. Uh, <laughs> that's fun. Or when they yeah. uh, skeet shoot the angel. But as far as like people, I mean, there's feet dangling out of a jack in the box's mouth. Like that's that, that yeah. that's got to be it. Uh, if you like Krampus, what what should people check out? Um, if you like Krampus, definitely check out Black Christmas, the 1970s version. When that, uh, that's uh, that's a uh, different tone movie. It's Christmas yeah. horror. Yeah, but also let's say that is this is not the same tone. It's, that's very it's dark. It's Black Christmas because it's darker, you know. Yeah, if you know, I think I'd also recommend, even though it's terrible, if if you need like a very lighthearted movie that's so bad it's good, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, a uh, Garbage Day. Uh, I turned that piece of shit off because <laughs> I watched it back to back with Part One and Part Two. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin has like 40 minutes of the first movie <laughs> yeah, and the second I, I movie. The, I, did the, I did the same thing where it's just them, them recapping the first movie for like most of it. And you're like, I already saw the first damn movie. Why are yeah. you doing this to me? I bought the first movie on Blu-ray and then I've sold the first movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> I, <laughs> you're like, I, I got like, the abridged version, motherfucker. Well, I, cause I was just like, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, there's a that it's also a, its own genre of movies is like a, evil Santa movies now, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it again, it's not, a, it's like you said, it's not a good movie, but it's definitely Christmas horror. Um, and then what are, what are you kind of thinking? What are you recommending? Gremlins. Oh shit. Yeah. Gremlins. That's yeah. That, that's way better <laughs> than black Christmas. <laughs> uh, Gremlins is I, I, maybe it's PG. Uh, I don't remember, probably, but it is a lot of creatures. It's Christmas setting, cute stuff. That's also evil. Uh, just fun, fun Christmas horror. Uh, also, this movie, I don't know if you know this. It's actually a Christmas movie. Um, it's called Die Hard. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. if you, it, it's, it's kind of an indie film and it is a Christmas movie. Uh, specifically, you can find it in the Christmas section, <laughs> Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis. Yippee Kai, yay. Yeah. Um, um, I have two more. Go ahead. I would say the uh, Twilight Zone episode. It's I had to look it up. The uh, Night of the Meek season two, episode 11, where a, a small Santa gets fired, a department store Santa gets fired, and then uh, Santa stuff happens after that. Okay. Uh, and then not, I, I guess not any version, uh, but a lot of versions of A Christmas Carol. It That's, I mean... To me, I'm sure there are earlier ones, but that is one of the early ghost stories. Yes. It's just that's not really played much for ooh, horror, you know? There's only one version of A Christmas Carol to recommend, and that is The Muppet's Christmas Carol. I'm, I fancy the uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, I've never seen that one. It's, it's 25, 30 minutes on Disney+. Plus and But that's also, I loved it as a kid, so now it's, you know, maybe it may not be great, but I love it because I saw it as a kid. I just like Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? 
It's a quick Christmas day, Mr. Scrooge. Oh, why it's Krampus Day. <laughs> <laughs> and then Miss Piggy comes in and hide and try jobs at Krampus. Yes. <laughs> Let's make this movie, Brent. Well, Gavin, uh, let's wrap this up because uh, I'm about to show you how to make some peppermint schnapps. Oh, thanks um, so much for that. I appreciate get your, it. your shoes set outside uh, your door for St. Nicholas. But before that, just know that Krampus is coming to get you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. 